the boiling point. Create your way out of your deepest funk. This is something creatives deal with so much. Pick someone that you find super cool, magnetic, and you admire them. They do tons of cool stuff, listen to cool music, do this, do that, create nice art, bam, 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 bam. And if you peel back a layer or two, you'll see someone who's fighting sometimes to just simply survive outside of their gifts. Because sometimes we can get in a funk that's so deep that only our art forms can bring us out of. But what's interesting about it is that the funk makes you take a break from the art form. It makes you rebel from the art form. So it's like this, the funk has a magnetic, oh Lord, that's good. The funk that you're in has a magnetic pull to the darkness. When essentially the funk will be annihilated by the light. So we avoid uh, creating. We avoid doing anything. And the more we avoid doing that, it gets worse and worse and worse. And you think, man, this is, when is this ever going to end? And it's really dark. You know, it's a hard place to be. And I'm not going to lie. It, it took me a while to catch on. And I still have a hard time. Like that last painting I did with the three it's on my Instagram page with the three heads like and even the copper wire sculpture that's in my living room that I did I was very intimidated by it and well that's what I translated it to be intimidated by the medium and just looking at it thinking that I wouldn't be good enough or that it was going to come out whack or it's just all stuff that if you were looking from the outside up close you would think all the stuff you created you're thinking that that's going to be whack but I'm telling you that's what happens inside of our mind it's like this possession of a knowingness or something like we just don't know ourselves anymore within that moment it's very very interesting um and you have to create your way out because it's almost like it's a welling up of something. You know how, well, a lot of you may not have given birth, but okay, so when, you, when you're pregnant in your ninth month, you'll notice some women sit with their legs open, right? Or you'll see some women they'll squat or do certain things, right? If you're around someone close now, you don't just walk around squatting in public. That would be absolutely hilarious. But no, I mean like people you know, right? And you notice they do certain things. And I remember uh, I would stop and just squat if I was around my mama's house. And she'd always say, girl, if you have my damn grandbaby on that flow, <laughs> You see how the cadence of my voice went down? Girl, if you had that grandbaby on my flow, <laughs> you know, you know good and well somebody's about to pop the hell out of you after. If you hear that, if you hear that from a black woman going downward, 
they mean that I'm really gonna knock fire from you if you do this. But anyway, um, she's so funny. But you do that because that pressure is welling up. That baby is dropping into, you know, your pelvic bone structure to like, it's dropping into your area because it's ready to start coming out. That gravity is starting to pull it, you know, and um, that's how it is with your creativity. When we're going through the funk, the longer we stay, the longer you stay in the funk without creating your way out, it's like a clogged drain. And that's what happens. That clogged drain will have standing water. We had one in the um, the boys' bathroom upstairs. We had a clogged drain, and the water would just stand and stand and stand for days. And we had to put this product down in order to get it to go down. But it's just like that. And with the standing water, you know, if someone cuts it on a little bit, it does nothing but add add up. And what happens if you've seen water that comes to the point where it's overflowing in the sink or something like that, the water is like the overflowing sink. You know, the water is the water is constantly running and the sink is overflowing. Well, really, you could just release the clog, the, the, the stopper. You just let it keep running over and over. And the stopper is an analogy for our gift. Like when you remove the stopper, a.k.a. create something, you know, even if you have to create something that looks retarded first, and then you do something else, and then you, and then it's going to work its way out, it's basically like pouring that liquid, that drain every time you pour some down, water goes down some. You're getting that clog out. You're getting that clog out, right? That's what we have to do. We have to create our way out of that funk by releasing because that's what we really need to do. That's what that that overwhelming feeling is. It's overwhelming because your sink is overflowing. Your creative sink is overflowing. That's why. And a funk, and I've caught on to this as well, a funk is a sign of a shell switch. You know how um, animals near the ocean, or just even snakes, or a whole bunch of things shed skin, right? But particularly like the, the soft shell crab, think about that. The soft shell crab, the crab sheds its goes to its new shell but if you catch it before it goes to the new shell that's the soft shell crab so that's where you are when you're in a funk you're in the process of finding your new shell you're in your route to your new shell and honey just like the soft shell crab if that crab doesn't move fast enough something can gobble it up baby how do you think you get soft shell crab po' boys? You catch that crab before it goes into a shell. There's a sweet spot where someone who wants it is going for it. It's looking. It's looking to devour that energy, you know? It's looking, something is looking to devour your 
energy so you can't make it to that new shell. I'm telling you, it's some heavy, heavy stuff. And you know, with that new shell, it's uncomfortable. But you know what it's like? It's like when you ever had the maps on your phone try to take you in a different direction. And you're like, look, I ain't asked you for that route. What the other route at? But this one to save you time, this one, whatever, or whatever provisions that the map knows from the, from whatever cameras it used, the traffic, whatever, satellites, whatever it is. You know, think about that. I'm sitting in the car and I'm looking at the phone. Why is it giving me a new route? I don't want to take that route. The cameras probably see, well, in that day, it definitely, whatever it was, knew that there was a horrible accident somewhere. So by avoiding using the new route, I had to sit in traffic for hours, you know? And sometimes, even if it's not traffic, just that new way home, when I used to go um, uh, Bible college, I went to Bible college for a while, and um, the route, because it was in like Old Metairie, the route would switch some and for some reason y'all I don't know why I couldn't remember how to get to the class and it was ridiculous every week I'm going to the same place and I could never remember because I don't go to Metairie that often but anyway so going out they would have different routes same place same time frame just different routes and it would make my car rides seem so so long and that's what we're dealing with that new route that new route always seems super long you know it always seemed really long and then once you get past that portion of understanding that okay my creative drain is clogged and it's spilling over on the floor. That's why I'm dealing with anxiety. That's why I'm feeling like nothing's ever going to work. That's why I'm feeling hopeless. And, you know, I'm now about to switch shells. And if I don't get to the other shell fast enough, if I tarry in this dark place too long, something is going to devour me. And then once I get to the new shell, I have to realize The new way home is uncomfortable, right? Now you have to go to acceptance. Acceptance is accepting that your path is going to lead somewhere great. And you knowing right now won't help. There's so much I'm glad I didn't know. Because I would have tried to help. I would have tried to help the universe out. I would have tried to help God out. If I knew about it, I would have said, well, just let me go ahead. Let me do this. You know what? Kids do that all the time, especially a middle child. Middle children like to help a lot, you know, um, or mm, when Chris stripped the floors. Okay, so I'm the one that does the the shining of the floors and refinishing of the floors. I put the the thick coating down to make sure the wood is nice and pretty and stuff like that. So I put a lot of work into these floors to make them pretty. And um, I remember I was, I think I was dealing with postpartum depression at the time after Bina. 
And he was like, I'm a baby, I'm about to clean up everything. Well, he didn't tell me that, but in his mind, that's how he works. Chris is a helper. Like, so from bathing the kids to, you know, Thanksgiving, I cooked and he jumped downstairs to do the dishes. Like, he's a helper, right? And um, he, <laughs> so I know that's his thought pattern. Like, I'm about to get this clean and you're going to be happy because it's clean and I did a good job. Yeah. So he was in that place and he mopped the floors. He said, I mopped everything downstairs and I stopped. And I said, what did you mop it with? He said, the floor stuff. What floor stuff? The floor stuff. Okay. What bottle did you use? He said, Fabuloso. Yo, I could drop the phone just even thinking about it. You use Fabuloso on my wood floors? Lord have mercy. So they got really dull. The shine was gone. And, um, of course, I had to put the resurfacing stuff on the floor like twice to get it back to normal. And, um... I had to basically fix what he was trying to help me do, basically. I had to work more at the end, right? And that's exactly what we would do with Guy. We would throw Fabuloso on beautiful wood floors if we knew. So we can't know. We can't. And I know you think that I would mess stuff up. I would just, I would enjoy it and I would be happy and I would just not be stressed. Nope, you will find something else to be stressed about. So you just have to just shut up and ride. You know how you, well, I don't know if your mama did that, but black mamas do that a lot. You know, you get in the car, where we going? You want to go home? No. Well, be quiet. All right, there you go. (laughs) You know, you want to go for this ride? Enjoy this ride. You know, it's the same thing. You got to just enjoy the ride. You got to enjoy the ride, baby. And when you feel low, create your way out of that funk. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to look at paint. Sometimes, you know, I'm just saying what I think. You know, I know people here. I don't want to look at this. I don't want to write right now. Whatever I write is going to be stupid because I'm not in a good place. Whatever I create is going to be dumb because I'm not in a good place. I just don't have the energy to do it. Make the energy to do it. That's like the phrase that's on. that The phrase that I use to with, as the mantra for my entire year. Leaping God will meet you in the air. I... I heard that phrase on the inside of me because I told God, I don't feel any wind. I don't feel any gusto to jump out in the beginning of this year. You know, in the beginning of this year, you know, I didn't. I I'm now at the last close to the last month of the year. Beginning this year, I felt no wind. At the end of this year, I have. A four flavor season season line of blends, and I have thirty products. Well, thirty four, no five, because I have the leaping guy will meet you in the air products, the motivational pieces. You know, I did not feel any wind. I had to just leap, and I envisioned myself just jumping off of a cliff. And then letting God catch me right when I think I'm going to fall and hit the ground. 
And that's it. God will meet you in the air. You just got to jump out. You know, don't stay in that funk too long. You know what happens to that soft shell crab. You know what happens to that soft shell crab. They'll fry it and eat it. You got to watch it, you know. You know, so unclog that that drain and create whatever you need to create. And I promise it'll be brilliant because you're brilliant. If this podcast has helped you in any way and you want to donate to this podcast, you can donate through Vimeo, Toya, Dash Bodhi, or Cash App, Dollar Sign, Toya Bodhi, T-O-Y-A-B-O-U-D-Y. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to share it with a friend. See you next time.